0: Welcome to the Talking the Line Podcast Afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, and welcome in to episode number two hundred and fifty-five of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Wednesday of bets, also known as. So you don't have to check your calendar for the first time here today. April the 6th 2022 can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by for yet another MLB special edition the MLB opening day tomorrow is only but under 24 hours away from now maybe a little bit more a little eh, a little bit more than that regardless I am like a kid on Christmas Eve if you didn't see me tweeted out this morning I am about to come apart if I think about any more baseball I might just split at the seams I need somebody to tell it to I need somebody to talk with so please Please, stay tuned, I have so much to get through, but before I can, please, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well, so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping on the channel, like the Wise Words podcast today at 12pm Central Time, make sure you don't miss that if you are tuning in live. It is featuring my brother, Andrew McInnes. Shout out. Hey, you're going to have to tune in later to find out all about that. But be sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell. If you're watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there, so you never uh, miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as we do release the audio of every single episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket hey if you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching your boy today maybe uh head on uh, over and hit that like button hit that other uh leave me a comment leave me a rating I don't know maybe jump on over yonder in the live chat and uh, maybe hit that share button too send it on over to your brothers sisters mothers fathers aunts uncles friends enemies neighbors people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because by now you better No, that's what I am here at the TTL Pod, and I can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps me make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over down there to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking The Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find the the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content, so you can consume that, or my additional content. I'm still getting used to saying that shit. So you can consume all of that in one convenient location, however and whenever you please, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people, joining me for episode number two hundred and fifty-five of the Talking a Line podcast. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap and Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out. Not get any picks today, but plenty of insights, plenty of analysis, and dive into more than our fair share of rabbit holes. Now, my friends, nothing major to recap from yesterday. Um, I didn't dish out any picks on the show. So you know what's coming here today. It's the American League Special Edition, baby. The MLB American League Special Edition, to be specific or pacific, or if you're a little dyslexic there, I am. So it's all right. Lyslexic, no big deal. Uh, we'll row the boat together. Now, uh, my friends, pretty much the same thing as yesterday. Uh, we're going to go through the 2021 trends. Uh, I'll look through all of that. I'll dish those out for you. So like I said yesterday, you guys don't have to go searching the interweb, trying to find all last year's trends. But before tomorrow, scrambling, hey. Your boy spent some time in the lab the last few days finding these numbers for you so you don't have to search for them. So that'll be the first segment. Uh, Second segment, pardon me, frog in the old throat, excuse me. Um, (laughs) The second segment, uh, we'll get into uh, pitching rotations, everything, because like I said yesterday, that's where you make your money betting on mlb whether it's first five whether it's k props whether it's just starting your handicapping process looking at the pitching matchup for any given day is going to tell you a lot a boatload a shit ton brings trucks backed up to your facility wherever you're betting about that matchup. So uh, we're going to go through all of that because I know a lot of people haven't been talking about it. They've been talking about offense and win totals, and I really don't give a damn. I'm trying to cash tickets every single day, not wait 162 games to cash something out. So my personal preference, we'll move into the third uh, segment of the day, which will be a little future action. Uh, We'll talk about the division winners. Obviously, I'll go East, Central, West, just like I did yesterday. I'll give you uh, kind of the breakdown of the odds and then my opinions, where my heads are at, where my heads are at, Uh, hmm. Well, shit. Uh where my head is at, and then also get into uh the American League winner as well. I'll talk about that. Um <clears throat> Goodness gracious. No cubby corner today. I don't really have anything uh uh you know, no, no no cubby corner since we're talking about the AL. But I do believe I'm gonna have cubby corner uh become a thing. We'll kinda slot it in there with the crypto corner or whatever. Maybe it turns into a blog. I don't know. But you didn't come here for all that nonsense. You came here for the Stone Cold Insights, analysis, everything in between. So uh, I'll dive into it here for you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hyped up today to talk everything AL. But before we do, you know me, I need my sip, and you guys probably do too. So regardless, whatever time you're tuning into the show here, hey, to me, and to all of thee, sipping on the Black Elixir of the Gods on this gorgeous Wednesday, MLB Wednesday, almost MLB Wednesday, betting Wednesday. Terrific Wednesday. Take your sip. I'll be right back. Oh! Lord have mercy. Woo! Mm Mm-hmm. Ha! Okay. I'm gonna have to come back to that a couple times. Y'all gonna have to excuse me a few more times with that. But as for now, let's get it started. First segment of the day, my friends, with the... Twenty twenty one American League Trends. That's right. We're going to the past for just a short brief period and we're looking at last year. Uh kind of telling you what I expect just briefly um some of the team some of these teams are, or maybe something I expect going into this season. So Again, we'll start straight up, then we'll work into run line, then we'll work into the over-under trends. Uh, We'll do best and worst for the both of them as well. I realized I kind of goofed up yesterday. Uh, There's 15 teams. Um, I guess I didn't really goof up on the NL. It would have been kind of redundant, so I ended up doing it the right way, I think. But I think I left out a team, one team, a couple times. So ignore me. I made sure not to do that today. So let's get into straight up first of all. I'm going to do uh, best and worst, obviously, again. We're going to do top eight and then bottom seven here for straight up, since there is 15, and that's kind of where the split was. Um, leading off in uh, straight-up leaders, first place in the American was Tampa Bay, 101-65, straight-up record. Houston, 104-70, Boston, 98-75, and 75. The White Sox, 94 and 72. Yankees, 92 and 71. Blue Jays, 91 and 71. Really got hot once they finally had an opportunity to go back and play up there in Canada. Eh? Uh, Seattle, I forgot they finished with a 90-win season. 90 and 72 for the Mariners. I'm back on the train. I don't care what anybody says. And Oakland Athletics 86 and 76. I'm gonna have a lot of opinions, actually, uh, to tell you guys about, about Oakland. Um that pitching rotation kind of scares me this year. Uh they lost Minaya. There's a lot of question marks, man. I got a lot to talk about with the A's because they were one of my favorite teams to bet F5 with last year. Or so, and they lost Chris Bassett. So, there's <laughs> a lot to talk about. So, bottom seven straight up in the American. Uh, I'm going to go worst to best. Um, if there was a best worst, if that's how you want to look at it, Baltimore fifty-two and one ten, Texas sixty and one oh two straight up, Minnesota seventy-three and eighty-nine, Kansas City seventy-four and eighty-eight, Detroit seventy-seven and eighty-five, Los Angeles Angels seventy-seven and eighty-five. Goodness gracious, with that star-studded lineup and the Cleveland now Guardians, formerly the Indians, eighty and seventy-two. We'll all remember that. I'm sure there'll be a few broadcasters that messed that up a couple of times, but they are now officially the Guardians yans 80 and 82 for them boys last year so there's your straight up trends um i kind of think we see some teams that i i think we see stay the same or maybe a little bit of improvement seattle i'm really tuning in on i am targeting a lot we'll talk about toronto as we roll out through the day here uh i'm a big fan of the blue jays and what they got going on over there for sure um, Boston I'm interested in, especially with that star studded lineup, shout out Jeff Dawson. I'm sure your ears perked up hearing me say that if you're tuning in brother, uh, 98 and 75, I think they can get to at least a hundred win season, but they're going to have to depend a lot on that, um, on that, uh, starting pitching rotation. So I'll talk about that a lot in depth. And then I don't know, I, speaking of pitching, if Baltimore can, uh, get some shit together as far as that goes, and John means can stay healthy this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe Baltimore's got something going on. I'll talk about that more in depth, but let's stick with the trends for now and move it into the run line, my friends. Uh, we'll go top seven and bottom eight this time around for the run line. Uh, starting things off again, Tampa Bay leading the pack in the American League, 98 and 68 to the run line last year. Uh, you got to imagine a lot of those were uh, with them as uh, minus one and a half. Um, what is, uh, what's that song? Oh, uh, uh, nah, I was gonna do the uh a Rosarena Macarena," but I can't remember the whole damn thing unless I look at the the words. So hey, Pablo, Tori, I'm coming for you, my man. Don't you worry. I, I'll have those lyrics out soon enough. But. For now, let's keep it rolling. Uh, I can't wait to see Randy or Rosarena do some stuff and be able to sing the it was Rosarena Macarena and have have the usual Pablo Tori, uh back and forth that I do throughout the MLB season. It's a blast. Love you, Pablo. Appreciate you, dude, and all your content. Uh, Detroit Tigers, 95-67 and 67 to the run line last year. I will tell you, I cashed a shitload of tickets on the Tigers. Uh, a lot of them were at plus one and a half for sure, or even the books would be giving you plus two and a half, and I'd buy down to the plus one and a half. Similar to what I told you last uh yesterday's episode about the d-backs teams would be throttling them through the first six seven innings and then they just give up and toss in the the end of the bench guy in the bullpen and you give up uh, three four runs and and then you'd be like oh that's why that guy has 1198 era well that makes all types of sense so i really think that's what we see again this year i'm not saying detroit's going to be bad by any means i'm actually really excited to talk about them here today as we get a little bit further on but uh as far as the records go here continuing to steam on Seattle, again, 92 and 70 to the run line last year. Uh, third best in the American League, a lot of those at plus one and a half. Cleveland, 88 and 74. Toronto, 86 and 76. Boston, 91 and 82. And Oakland, 85 and 72. Um, and then we'll go into the bottom eight here, uh, again, worst to best. Minnesota, 66 and 96 to the run line. A lot of those times they were overvalued, and minus one and a half is the reason for that. Baltimore, 70 and 92. Angels 74 and 88, overvalued. Again, I really hope to see that team put stuff together this year, especially with the names that they have on that team. But we'll talk about that more in depth here shortly. Texas 74 and 88 as well. So when the Angels and the Rangers have the exact same uh, run line uh, record, kind of something you might want to scratch your head and say, hey, hi, how you doing? That's typically not how that should go. Uh, Yankees 76 and 87 to the run line. Astros 86 and 92. White Sox 82 and 84. And the Royals a dead even 81 and 81 to the run line last year. We'll move into the over unders real quick, and then we'll we'll just start talking teams, talking pitching rotations, everything in between. A lot more overs uh, in the American League. Than the National League. I told you yesterday there is a lot of pitcher-friendly ballparks in the National League. A lot of ballparks um, where some of those there's there's a lot of lefties in the league that like to. Regardless, there's a lot of guys in the league that like to hit the same size. It's ridiculous how many times guys just don't hit oppo. Like I just I don't understand it. They get paid so much money and they just don't hit oppo. They just can only hit to the same side of the field. I just don't understand it. Regardless. There is many, 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 many more pitcher-friendly parks for those type of hitters in the National League. In the American League, it just seems like there's warmer weather, there's uh, more domes. Balls popping off the bats a lot more. Thus, you're seeing more unders. We only are more overs. We only had four over teams to talk about yesterday. We got eight today. Minnesota, 86, 67, and nine last year to the over. Houston, 95, 75, and eight. Angels, 87, 72, and uh, three. Tampa Bay, 86, 72, and eight. Cleveland, 85, 72, and five. Seattle, 83, 75, and four. Interesting there. Texas, 78, 74, and 10. And Baltimore, 79, 77 seven and six to the over. As far as the unders go it wasn't like it was outlandish for some some of them it kind of was kind of the bottom four here but then once you get into the five six and seven uh in in uh the worst to the best here or I guess the best to the worst when it comes to the under sorry if I'm confusing you all over the map these are all to the under uh Detroit to the under last year was 88 68 and six so these are the best under teams in the American League Detroit 88 68 and six to the under Yankees 89 69 and five to the under Blue Jays 84 69 and nine and the Royals 82 68 and 12 a little bit better not as severe uh White Sox 83 73 and 10 to the under last year Oakland 83 74 and five and Boston the old Red Sox 87 82 and four to the under last season how's it going how about that what do you know all of the 2021 trends what a perfect time for it to be going right by my, oh, right by my dome piece. Sometimes I forget which way I'm going here. Uh, before we keep it moving, keep it grooving because I'm vibing right now. I'm feeling real, real good. Let me take a quick sip and uh, we'll keep it steaming. Ah, yeah, that's quality. That's, that's quality. Hmm. We continue. To scoop on the toppings to this proverbial podcast Sunday with the second segment of the American League Special Edition. The 2022 AL Pitching Rotations Breakdown and Analysis. Just like yesterday, we're going all 15 teams in the AL. We're breaking down every single one of the pitching rotations. I'm telling you, if we're fading them, I'm telling you the guys that we're going to be able to find value on. I'm telling you, if I don't have a dang clue in hell, I got to see what this kid does. So, we start things off in the east. Uh, first things first, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, we got Jose Berrios, Kevin Gozman, Hung Jin Ryu, Alec Manoa, and Yusei Kikuchi. This might be my favorite pitching rotation in the entire American League. Kikuchi comes over from Seattle for last year and just absolute from last year and makes this doggone rotation look great. You'll also notice Gozman comes over from San Francisco and makes this lineup this rotation look even better i think that they have plenty of firepower up and down it barrios is dominant uh he looked good for minnesota last year now that he comes over from there this is all pretty much revamped uh hyungjin ryu and alec Manoa are the only two that stayed obviously we saw ryu have struggles from time to time last year uh but i think he corrects those and i think alec Manoa uh he does his thing again i mean that boy is nasty i think he comes out again uh again Toronto might be one of my favorite uh pitching rotations. I think we can find a boatload of value here for first fives uh, early on in games, early on in the season. Next one up, New York Yankees. We got Garrett Cole. Everybody knows him, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, Jameson Talon, and Nestor Cortez. Um, all of these guys honestly have shown flaws. And like, I don't know. I mean, they're good names. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you they're not, but like. I don't know what Garrett Cole is, like, post-Spider Tech, post all of this shit. Like, you got to remember, guys, like, that was still a big thing last year. And, like, I know it got swept under the rug, but, like, I went to a couple games live in primetime towards the end of the season when it really wasn't a big conversation piece, and the checks and everything were still happening, and players were still getting shitty about it. So, I don't know if what Garrett Cole is post that, this new MLB, and, like, Jordan Montgomery, I mean, sure, he showed flashes last year, but wasn't somebody that I saw him on the bump. I'm not going to tell you I wasn't looking at the other team trying to pick up a plus a half if they were a dog because I figured that he would at least give up a run or two in some spot. Severino, okay, for sure. Talon, I think about the same as Montgomery. And then Nestor Cortez, yeah, he shows flashes. He bangs out from time to time, but he just doesn't feel like that stamina pitcher to me. He's not going to go six, seven, eight innings like some of these other guys can, and then you're going to get deep into your bullpen, and I don't know. Uh, The Yankees, the Yankees rotation, I know I got some Yankees fans out there in the timeline and stuff uh, that might hate me saying this, but I'm not a big fan of the Yankees rotation this year, and and I think they get themselves into trouble early on in the season. I don't know that that offense is going to be enough uh, to keep them in contention here early on, but Call me crazy. It's all cause for speculation right now. Next one up, Tampa Bay, uh, the old Rays. Now, I'm, I'm I'm, 50-50 on this. We got McClanahan, Shane McClanahan, Corey Kluber, Drew Rasmussen, Ryan Yarbrough, and Luis Patino. Uh, Patino, I could go either way on. It's, it's a coin flip if he's going to show up one day to the next. Yarbrough... I'm good with Uh, I I could I could get down with him pretty much every F5 position. Drew Rasmussen showed a lot last year in the F5s. I think McClanahan comes in and then being kind of looking like he's going to be their ace and their lefty ace at that. Uh, Corey Kluber obviously was not the best. Definitely didn't have the best year uh, of his entire career last year in New York. I mean, he started the year off decent and then just kind of cooled off towards the season. So kind of jury's still out as to what Corey Kluber is going to be here in a raised uniform. But. I like this lineup. I definitely think we're going to be able to find plenty of value on McClanahan. Keep uh, Rasmussen and Yarbrough in the back of your minds as well, because I really think they're going to have some F5 value, especially if they're playing somebody uh, uh, like a like a, a division rival, like a Boston or, or like a Toronto or, or something. As we get a couple of weeks down here, they might come in as a dog, but a very short dog. And you might get one of those Rasmussen or Yarbrough first five plus a half at like minus 130, minus 140. And, and that, that's some chalk that you can afford to eat on that. And it's a fun sweat. So something to think about for you there next one up sticking in the east we got the boston red sox boston uh the <laughs> boston for the midday market report uh shout out jeff dawson uh nathan eovaldi nick pavetta tanner halk uh michael waka and rich hill it was interesting to see michael waka uh head on over here after being in tampa bay i i don't know I'd, and being in st louis for so long that just seems to me like uh tampa bay is like hey yeah here have him you want him go right on ahead um, Eovaldi struggles from time to time, but I got faith in him. Pavetta, kind of the same. I mean, these guys are solid. Rich Hill, too. Like these guys can be solid, but they've shown more flaws as of late than not. And I don't know. you sometimes you feel really, really confident in him. You feel like you're able to uh, get involved with Eovaldi and oh, Pavetta, no problem. We can get get on him. and then all of a sudden, He allows three in the first inning, and you're sweating, sweating, sweating your yones off for the next four innings, hoping that the boys can put a couple on the board. Now, I don't know. I'm going to have to see what shakes out. I'm going to see, because I I truly believe that's what this rotation is going to be again, and I'm a little bit worried about the Red Sox. I don't know exactly what shakes out, but... We'll see as the season rolls on here. I'm a little worried about from that perspective, not necessarily from an offensive perspective, but uh, <laughs> bullpen or that uh, rotation can get a little they get themselves in a little bit of trouble. But moving right along into the next team, the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we got John Means, Jordan Lyles, Bruce Zimmerman, Zach Lother, and Tyler Wells. Uh, Lother and Wells, I can't really tell you one way or another. Uh, hopefully, John Means can stay healthy this year. Obviously, he pitched that no no last year, got the name for himself, started dealing, and then Spider Tack, no no, came down, and then everybody started getting hurt. So. I don't know uh exactly what's gonna what he's gonna look like here um return because I'm pretty sure it was Tommy John I don't know exactly but uh, I don't know what he's gonna look like here post that surgery and everything I'm hoping he comes back looking as good as he did Bruce Zimmerman looked good last year showed flashes you could back him in certain spots plus a half um, just takes the right opportunity against the right team uh he was really good good against lefties if if I'm not mistaken uh being a righty but all that being said, Jordan Lyles, I'm not over the map either or, or over the moon, I guess, either. Um, I'm pretty sure he was with the Rangers last year. That sounds right. Um, I didn't look too deep into that because I just it didn't jump off the board of me. Obviously, the, the Baltimore Orioles are at the bottom of everybody's list. I, I like finding value on them from time to time just because they do go everybody uh, under everybody's radar or even on everybody's fade radar, and from time to time, you can really find a lot of value on the over in games that the Orioles are involved in simply because I've said it a couple times already now today. A team will throttle them for the five, first five, six innings, and then they'll they quit playing. Well, the Orioles aren't going to quit playing, especially in front of their home fans. So then they just start pimping bomb, bombs off of these meatballs to get left over the heart of the plate. And the next thing you know, you went over in, in the seventh inning after you thought it was going to be an under all the way. So, so I'm to think about there uh, a little bit of additional perspective because uh, not the uh, best team to bet on by any means. Next one up. There's the first five. That is the East. Let's move into the Central, my friends. Um, The wrong side of town, but hey, what are you going to do? Chicago White Sox. They got Lance Lynn back this year, Lucas Giolito, and Dylan Cease. Looks to be uh, moving up Keiko and Kopech. Uh, Keiko obviously has started in the past. It looks like uh, Kopech is going to be solidified as a starter as well. Don't quote me on it. I don't know exactly what's all going on, but... No, uh, no real staunch opinions. Obviously, I love betting and back in Lynn, Giolito and Cease. Um, honestly, sometimes I like fading Cease. You'll see me uh, talk about it throughout this uh, entire season. There'll be some key spots where it is okay to fade Cease, and it, the the uh, White Sox might end up winning that game but the first five is going to be really, really shaky because of the arsenal that Cease is throwing and the batters that are going to be going against him. So a little bit something to think about there, but no real staunch opinions as of right now on the White Sox. Definitely will be cashing some tickets on them. No, I, I I, may not want them to win being on the north side, but I'll tell you what, when they cash me tickets, I don't give a damn. Um, their arch rivals, Minnesota Twins, I... I'm a little bit, not a little bit, I'm a lot of bit worried about the Minnesota Twins. Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, Bailey Ober, Joe Ryan, and Lewis Thorpe. I can't tell you or point out of a crowd Joe Ryan or Lewis Thorpe. Bailey Ober had his issues last year. Dylan Bundy was not worth a hot damn with the Angels. And Sonny Gray moving from the Central with Cincinnati now to the American over here with Minnesota. I don't know. It's probably one of my least favorite rotations in all of the American League right now. I don't have a whole bunch of faith in this in this one. I'd love for them to surprise me. Um, But honestly, all these guys last year, if I saw them as an opposing pitcher in in a team that I wanted to get involved with, I was looking to fade them in the first five. So just kind of a little food for thought there, um, but definitely going to have to be wait and see exactly what these guys do. Moving on. Uh, big fan of this rotation, actually. Uh, A lot of people fade the team. A lot of people don't like. Obviously, they're one of the bottom of the barrel. I don't even want to say bottom of the barrel. They're just not one of the greater teams. Detroit Tigers, it is what it is. But, man, they got a rotation that you can back, especially when the books have to make them dogs. Like, the books have to make them dogs. Uh, like, they, they can't make them favorites. They just can't do it. And then especially because of that, in the first five, they always end up getting plus a half, and it's like they always end up tying the son of a bitch or being up. And then in the sixth inning and then the rest of the game, they just let it completely slip away. So they got Eduardo Rodriguez, Casey Mize coming back, Tyreek Skubel and Matt Manning coming back, and then Tyler Alexander Mize, Scooble, and Manning are all three going to be able to cash you tickets. Most specifically, Mize, um, Casey Mize point-blank period is the best pitcher in this rotation. Uh, I don't I don't really know why Eduardo Rodriguez is getting the, the number one. I mean, he's cool. He's a good pitcher, but I, I truly believe that Casey Mize is the ace in this rotation. Um, you're going to be able to cash plenty of tickets on him if you keep your ears to the streets on him when he's getting starts. And especially, like I said, if he's getting an F5 plus a half, minus 130, minus 140, Hammer, 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 as hard as you possibly can. Uh, That is a money-making machine, my friends. Next team up, Kansas City Royals. I was actually surprised. I didn't know this until I started doing some research into the American here. Zach Grinke is now the ace of the Kansas City Royals. Had no idea that that was a thing, but uh, now he is officially in action. Zach Grinke, Brady Singer, Brad Keller, Chris Bubich, and Carlos Hernandez. Um, Singer and Keller, Bubich, they also showed flashes last year, but just not enough to keep their uh, teams in the game, or uh, keep the Royals in the game. And then uh, Carlos Hernandez, I'm not over the moon on whatsoever, so... It was kind of wild to see Granky go to Kansas City uh, with being in Houston for so long. I guess kind of bouncing around. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but hey, we'll uh, we'll see what's going on if he uh, if he can do some work for the Royals. Now, moving right along into the next central team before we move to the West, the last central team here up on tap, Cleveland Guardians, and this might be one of my other favorite rotations in all of uh, the American League right now. They got Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali, and Tristan McKenzie. That is five star-studded guys that I think don't get enough credit. Uh, Shane Bieber, solid as all hell. Plesak spent a lot of the year last year injured. I think he comes back this year absolutely dealing, dominant as all hell. So I'm looking forward to that. Cal Quantrill and Savale, they'll have a bump or two here. They're going to be the two guys that have a little bit higher ERA out of this group of guys. Now watch me say that, and they come into 2022 and are just absolute nuclear power plants. They're gonna, But in my opinion and what I've seen in the past, they're going to have a few more bumps uh, than the rest of these guys. And so will Tristan McKenzie, but that doesn't mean that they're going to have a 5-6 ERA early on in the season or even carry one throughout the season. I think it's going to be 3-4 maximum, maybe like a 3-5-8. I really, I really, really am a huge fan of these this Guardians rotation. So definitely something to keep in mind as uh, you're looking at K-Props, keeping uh, an eye on first fives, everything in between. Let's wrap it up with the last five. Then we'll talk division winners and league winners. And we'll get in the second half of the show, my friends. We started off with the Houston Astros. uh, Another solid, dominant uh, rotation. But they got some question marks right now. They got Justin Verlander coming back off of the injury last year. Obviously, uh, the old dog thinks he's still got a few tricks he can dish out to the new pups coming in the batter's box. Then they got Lance McCullers. But Lance McCullers is injured. Uh, He did something with his flexor tendon in his forearm. And let me tell you, like when you mess that thing up, like I've never messed it up, but I like, I've, I've had that pain where it is before. And it is so nagging and annoying. And like, all you do as a pitcher is obviously throw the ball. So like for and McCullers is a deep guy. McCullers is a seven, eight. Like if you get him in the first five, you might be able to bank on him going eight. Like he is a consistent dominant dude. So they're not going to risk anything on him. So they got to fill that position. Uh Framber Valdez. Behind him, you can obviously bank on Framber. Uh, good five, f five ticket casher for you there. Luis Garcia and Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was with Minnesota last year and, and had some had some uh, question marks. I don't know if that trade happened uh, over the over the year, or if he was if he was already uh, there last year. Um, I can't remember, but either way. Not a huge fan of the back half of the lineup. Luis Garcia is okay, but uh, or the rotation rather, uh, but the front half of the rotation I'm a big fan of. Hopefully McCullers can get healthy sooner rather than later, and uh, you'll definitely be able to cash tickets here on the front half. Next one up, the Los Angeles Angels. We got Shohei Otani, Noah Syndergaard, Patrick Sandoval, Michael Lorenzen, Jose Suarez, and Jaime Barria. Barria, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Mister uh, Jamie or Jaime. I would imagine it's Jaime, but uh, whatever. Uh, hopefully, I'm not pronouncing it uh, wrong. Obviously, Shohei Ohtani is going to be the one, but he's going to be overvalued, left, right, and center. Um, honestly, I, it's just kind of a wait and see approach for me. I, I don't know exactly, like Syndergaard, Sandoval, Lorenzo, Suarez, but Bar- like those are names. You know, those are names that are dominant. Those are names that can be good, but. I'm just not over the moon whether or not they're actually going to be or not. So it's kind of a wait-and-see approach for me. Obviously, it was a real, real, real fizzle-out showing from the Angels. They'll get Mike Trout back this year. We'll see what he looks like with Otani as well. I'm really excited. I'm excited to uh, have the Angels back to playing Angel Ball because, you know, the MLB is a lot more fun when the Los Angeles Angels are good, too. You got two teams in L.A. duking it out. So we'll see what happens. They didn't spend all that money on Shohei for no doggone reason. So uh, we'll see what happens with L.A. Quite possibly... My top three, this is probably rounds out my top three of favorite rotations in the American League, and that's the Seattle Mariners. Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, the legend of Flexen, rides on. Logan Gilbert and Matt Brash. Uh, don't know much about ba- Matt Brash. I'm going to have to look deep into him, but Logan Gilbert, rookie last year, coming back second year here with the Mariners. He was dominant last year. Looked good. Solid kid. Uh, give you a good five innings, good six innings, and then maybe tail off in the seventh, but still could get through it as well, but I'm telling you, it was cashing those f5s left right and center same with Chris Flexen. I mean literally I I, I, what do I say put it on my tombstone for crying out loud here lies the man that took the f5s every single damn time Chris Flexen was on the bump I mean I I just I find myself every single time I see him I can't do it I've tried to stay away and even though I'll know like sometimes like oh yeah this isn't the right value for me to back Flexen in this spot I still do it anyway, because I love Chris Flexen. He cashes tickets left, right, and center. I even wrote a damn blog about him for crying out loud. Shout out, Chris. You the man. Uh, Robbie Ray. um, New year, new team, same pants. Uh, Definitely uh, still the same uh, uh, booty huggers, uh, uh, chokers, whatever you want to say. Definitely... Same pants on Robbie Ray here this year with the Mariners. I'm excited to see what uh, this rotation can do, and then don't leave out Marco Gonzalez. He'll give you a solid three or four. Um, I think he's gonna end up getting replaced by Matt Brash. If I would, if I would say, I just don't know enough about Brash yet. Gonzalez just sort of little bumps here or there, but maybe he improves into this season. Would love to see that as well, and the entire Seattle rotation be a rotation we can bank on uh, for the entire 162. Two more teams. Texas Rangers, uh, they picked up John Gray uh, into this year. Got Dane Dunning, Martin Perez, uh, Taylor Hearn, and Spencer Howard. Obviously, Spencer Howard was that uh, prospect for the Phillies. Uh, definitely did not show up as they were anticipating. Now he's uh, kind of bouncing around. Found a home in Texas. Um not the biggest fan. I think from time to time, you'll be able to find some value because I, I, the Rangers are going to be dogs more often than not. So you'll be able to find some value when Gray, Dunning, possibly Perez are on the mound, and you're going to be able to find an, uh, find an F5 plus a half I'm a pretty big fan of that uh, with Texas, but it's going to be a pick and choose. You're not going to be able to run to the window every single time you see that F5 plus a half with Texas. So keep that in mind. And I would say for now, until we see what the kid's all about, uh, especially after a bad freshman year, you never like to uh, rule out the possibility of a continued on sophomore slump. Just keep your uh, ears to the street. See what's going on with Spencer Howard before you start backing him up. He's on the mound uh, with Texas. Last but not least, the Oakland Athletics. Uh, we got Frankie Montas, Cole Irvin, Paul Blackburn, Dalton Jeffries, and then they have no number five now with Sean Maniah gone. Um, that kind of bums me out because, like, I was a huge fan of Mania on the Athletics, but now he's on the pods. We'll see what happens. Uh, talked about that yesterday. Check that out, episode number 254 of the TTL pod if you want to see everything all NL uh, and you're not a fan of the AL, but uh, everything L on yesterday's show Frankie Montas, obviously we're going to be able to back him, but you got to be careful from time to time because he will stick it into neutral uh, on the old brain side of things from time to time and uh, give up a few runs when you least need them, i.e. maybe in the bottom of the fifth or something like that. Cole Irvin, he's dominant. He He's somebody you can depend on in the first five. He's going to be somebody when you see him on the mound, uh, you can definitely look to get involved with Oakland or maybe even his K props. Paul Blackburn, big fan as well. Dalton Jeffries should uh, make a little bit of noise uh, over there in Oakland. So I'm a big fan. I definitely not cracking my top five or, or obviously my top three too uh, here. It definitely would have uh, if it was kind of similar to last year, but they got rid of Bassett. They got rid of Mania, and uh, it's uh, a little scary for me here. So There you go. We'll see what kind of value we can find with Oakland. But that is all 15 American League teams, entire starting pitching rotations, uh, all 30 guys, roughly 30 guys, maybe 31, 32. I don't know how many guys I just went through, but uh, shout out to all of them. Can't wait uh, for you to start uh, helping me cash some doggone tickets. So quick sip, my friends. Pardon me one brief moment. Mm. Yeah, that's solid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Into the next segment of the day, 2022 MLB AL division winners. Got odds and I got some uh, predictions for you if you would care to listen. Uh, East, let's start things off with the AL East. We got Toronto coming in as the favorite, uh, plus 170 at plus money though. Uh, Yankees behind them, plus 250, third place Rays, plus 250, Red Sox behind them, plus 500, and the O's plus 20,000, who, 200 to one odds. Hey, sorry, O's. Um, you know, I, I always tell you, like, I never like to take the, uh, the leader in a, in a futures market, um but I really think Toronto makes some noise this year with there being no COVID restrictions in Canada and and then being able to play at their home ballpark and do all of that and not have to worry about it. Like I said earlier on in the show, they really caught fire last year when they started playing in their dome, when the fans were there, when they were getting the vibes. And I really think that uh, that's something we're going to see here um, coming into 2020. I think they're going to play off of that momentum. Momentum. If I was going anywhere, that's where I would lean. But how do you look at Tampa Bay and what Kevin Cash has done over the last, I don't know, five years or whatever, the, how long this run has been, that, that Tampa Bay has just seemed to be dominant in the AL uh, East How can you not look at that plus 250 and think about getting involved? I think the Yankees and the Red Sox could potentially flip places. I think Tampa Bay could be number two at plus 250, and I would actually put the Yankees up a little bit more around plus 350, plus 400. Um, I just think the Yankees are getting that value right there simply because they're the New York Yankees. And I think a lot of Yankees fans are going to be crying, whining, moaning, and complaining this year. I can't wait to see it on the timeline. That's my hot early take, early prediction that the uh, Yankees are – are going to be a hot dumpster fire, but who knows? Who am I? What do do I know? I live in the middle of the doggone country. I don't know anything about shit except my Chicago Cubs, or maybe I do. Speaking of uh, the middle of the country, let's talk about the Central. Chicago White Sox, minus 210, leading the pack as the favorite. Minnesota, plus 490. Detroit, plus 550. Kansas City, plus 2,000. And Cleveland, plus 2,000. Told you multiple times and just said it a minute ago, I never like to take the favorite in a futures market. Now, especially when they are at minus money, let alone minus 210 in that future spot. I hate to say it, Chicago White Sox fans, and this is not me being a Chicago Cubs fan, I think it's going to be a scrap scrape and an absolute war for you guys to get into the playoffs again this year. I think it might be flirting with wildcard spot. I think it might be something very, 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 uh, very, very, very outside of what you guys are all thinking that it's going to be. But hey, I, especially with these odds, it's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know, especially with Jose Ramirez just resigning. What I said about that rotation—they make a couple additions earlier on in the year. I'm not telling you to put your dog on mortgage on it, but a little pizza and beer on the Guardians plus two thousand. I'm not putting it out the realm. I told you what's up with Minnesota. I'm not a big fan of that rotation whatsoever. I think that gets them into trouble early and often. Detroit, I like the rotation, but the offense is lackluster is all hell, and I can't get down with that. Kansas City, no thanks, no way, no how. They didn't make nearly enough moves in the offseason. Zach Greinke isn't going to be the answer to all their prayers. So that leaves me with Cleveland, with not having wanting to bet the uh, minus money. So... That's kind of where my my eyes go process of elimination and kind of what I've been talking to you, not even confirming biases, just kind of building on the storyline that I've been talking to you about all day today. So Cleveland Guardians, new team, new name, new playoff push, plus 2,000, my winner for the Central. Let's wrap it up with the West. We got Houston, obviously the favorite, minus 170, Angels plus 380, Seattle plus 450, Texas plus 2,200, and Oakland plus plus forty five. Hundred. Um to win the division. I'm very interested in seeing what LA does. Um I'm even interested in seeing what Seattle does. Um, I mean, Seattle could put together 10 more wins and be a hundred and two win ball club this year. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. I, I honestly I don't think they come crashing back down to earth. I think they build upon the momentum. I think Seattle is doing something special over on the West Coast this year. I think the plus 450 is a little bit too much for me to get involved in. I think it's kind of just a little bit too much of a setup. Um, but if I'm looking any and again, as that comes out of my mouth, I, if I'm looking anywhere, I'm looking Seattle or LA. Uh, and it's just honestly that LA seems like plus three, like those odds just don't, I don't know, those odds just don't correlate with the names on the team. And to be that close to Seattle Call me crazy, I think Seattle wins the AL West, plus 450. I like the value. A little pizza and beer, again, not saying put your dog on mortgage on it, but then again, how do you look at Houston and what they're doing and think that they don't? I don't... Well, maybe they get into a little bit of an issue early on in the season with uh, those issues with Lance McCuller being injured. McCullers, who knows uh, what's going to happen as far as that number five, if the rest of those guys are going to be able to step up, have that next man mentality... Who knows? Maybe they do get in trouble early on in the season. Seattle hammers Don because nobody is anticipating uh, them coming in and, and being a good team again this year and being able to rely on that pitching rotation. And they get a three, four, five comfortable game lead in the AL West to kick things off. I don't know. Who knows? Shake it up. But my pick, AL West, Seattle Mariners plus 450. There it goes, Uh, final segment of the first half of the show, my friends, then we'll dive into a little bit of nonsense. We'll get on up and get on out. My American League winner, odds and official pick. Uh, As far as it goes, Toronto, plus 450. I'll give you the top 10 once again here. Uh, Chicago White Sox, plus 460. Houston Astros, plus 480. Yankees, plus 650. Rays, plus 750. Boston, plus 1,200. Angels plus 1200, Seattle plus 1500, Minnesota plus 2400, and Detroit plus 2800. Very interesting that Detroit was the number 10 team there uh, in the AL. Definitely, uh, I, I guess that's right about where I'd put them, but it was just very interesting the 2800 to me. Um, with it being a plus 450, I think I'm going Toronto. I think I'm going the Blue Jays to make that push this year, but it honestly, like, I feel like everybody's going to be talking about that. So. Again, I'm going with a team nobody's talking about and and maybe a sprinkle on two nobody you're talking about. Maybe take a gander at the uh the Angels plus 1200 and take a gander at Seattle plus 1500. Little sprinkles, but a $10 sprinkle, if you got it burning in a, a hole in your pocket, you can just sit around, you got a fresh 150 if Seattle makes it to the World Series, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's it's what I'm saying. Who knows? Who's to say? What am I? I'm crazy. But what I do know is those ones would be the one that interest me just from what I've been saying. Houston repeating, just again, just seems too easy. The White Sox, I just everybody's talking about them. They're over the moon on them. Too many people over the moon on them. Yankees, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to be crying here in a few weeks. Tampa Bay, plus 750. If it was going to be the same Tampa Bay performance, I don't think they'd be a plus 750. Boston, eh, that's kind of out of the w- way for me. Minnesota and Detroit, I've told you about both of them. So again, leaves LA and Seattle, and that's kind of where I would sprinkle my money. So... There's your odds. There's uh, my pick for league winner. Call me crazy. Call me dumb. Call me goofy. I don't care. Because we ain't all going to know until 162. Matter of fact, probably 190 some odd games from now. So we're all going to have to wait. Ain't nobody going to know. That's my goofy opinion. And we all know what our opinions but i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole we're just going to wrap up the first half. Ooh, ooh. speaking of the, oh boy uh not good words there uh that'll wrap it up for the first half of the show my friends i right. bring you guys back over here so i got the dog on monitor in front of me oh yeah baby here we go okay Let's see. That's the first half of the show. Uh, nothing else American League-wise. You missed any of it. It's all there. Uh, quick, probably about 30 minutes took me to get all the way through that. I'd say somewhere in that ballpark. Maybe a little bit longer, give or take. Who knows? Um, I do have a handful of ransom reactions. Shit I wanted to get through. Shit I wrote down. Shit that I found out. I couldn't believe there's some betting issues going on in the world of MMA. So, you know, your boy, he does kind of... Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm not in the sports gambling space. That's right. I'm an NFT guy. I don't know shit about sports gambling. Um... Uh, So maybe I can't talk about PFL embedding. I don't know. I I don't know, maybe. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about that. I don't know if I'll have an educated opinion or not because I'm not a sports gambling guy. I'm I'm an NFT guy. I I totally forgot. Sorry, I I don't have an educated opinion to be able to talk about this stuff. Jeez, totally forgot. Um, So uh, speaking of, then that'll segue me into my crypto corner because that's what I know about. I don't know anything about sports or or sports betting. I I know about that. I actually want to talk about community and uh, why it's really important to the space and uh, why it's actually important to a lot of uh, other spaces that could maybe take note from it. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Who's to say who's no? It's probably nothing. And uh, we'll also have some motivation minutes uh, talking about being successful in your life. A little, uh, little perspective and talking about my definition of success, being happy, hungry, and healthy and not... What you're thinking, hungry. Can't wait to talk to that. Uh, the three H's is kind of what I'm coining that. Can't wait to uh, tell you guys about that. And then, uh, kind of, three things I, I heard from, uh, I'm not sure who, who it was. It was just kind of a, a background podcast to another video I was watching. It was kind of a compilation of some things. And it was three things if you want to live a successful life. It just smacked me right in the chest. So I said, well, pfft, motivation minutes of the day. And then I'll give them my happy, healthy, and hungry. We'll talk about that. Living a successful life. We'll go on and get on up and get on out. So. First things first. Hopefully, I know what I'm doing. Hopefully, I, I I I can. Man, I I don't know. Did I just did I just talk about the American League for 45? Did I just provide insights and betting insights on the American League for 45? Whoa, what just happened? I don't know. I kind of blacked out. What just happened? I don't know. Did I? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know. Full disclaimer. I don't really know. I'm not a sports gambling guy. I'm uh I'm an NFT guy. So full disclaimer. I probably don't know what I'm talking about. Uh time for my rant and reactions. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm feeling facetious today. Maybe I'm playing chess. Or maybe, yeah, maybe I am playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. I I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, Oh, nope. Dipshit's off the forehead this morning. So who knows? What I do know... It's Tiger Woods is officially playing in the Masters, my friends. Tea time set for tomorrow, 10.34 a.m. Central Standard Time. I said it on yesterday's show before it was even announced. I said, my friends, if he don't play, what the hell are we talking about? He ain't going out there playing a practice round looking that good in that beautiful Nike matching navy blue and gray fit if he ain't coming out to the Masters and rocking championship red on Sunday and lifting that trophy up above his head. That's my humble opinion. I think he wins it. He ain't getting the love, uh just because I, I I think he should. Like he's not getting that much of the handle and I don't know, I might do a little sprinkle on him. And actually, that's a hell of a segue talking about sprinkles talking about everything in between. I don't know, maybe don't believe me. I'm not a betting guy. I'm an NFT guy. So um, just just I don't know. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the Masters. i super excited to uh, watch the Masters kind of check some stuff out. I did find some top five value some top 10 and top 20 value that I want to tell you guys about just real quick. And then while we're talking about it, um, if I can find Tiger Yeah, Tigers at plus 5000 to win this bad boy. So how do you not put a little sprinkle on that i mean how do you not put a little sprinkle on that tiger is like he literally has skipped every other major championship to this point to be able to play in the masters and be able to make his glorious comeback do you understand how electric it would be if he ends up winning this doggone thing if he ends up walking this doggone thing off what i envision is like the last six months he's been in like that uh cryo chamber like he's been frozen with like tubes coming out all of him, and he's just been in that cryo chamber just and then they just woke up like last week and then they just brought him out of that cryo tube and and, like all y'all about to just like you're about to see like 22 year old Tiger Woods out there he might be in his 40s or however the hell old he is now I don't even know how old he is but he's about to look like he's 22 he's about to be draining 72 foot putts he's about to be chipping in from 112 out he's about to be bombing 370 yard drives Bryson DeChambeau who I'm telling you what my money's getting sprinkled on Tiger. I don't give a damn. Y'all out of your mind if you don't think that he's coming out here to take home the prize. Now, you don't like me on that. One that I found some incredible value on. A little bit of top 10 for you. Um, and these are going to be the ones that I really, really think are going to have the value. Is these finishing positions. And it's simply just taking stock of who is being involved. Who plays well at Augusta in the past. Who is playing well right now. And who can at least get themselves in the top 10. And one guy that I believe is going to be able to do that... It's going to be Colin Morikawa, and you're getting plus 175 for him to finish in the top 10. I mean, hell, if you even have a little bit more faith and you think he finishes in the top five, it's a little crazier, but let me tell you, let me see if I can find it. Uh, He is plus 350 to finish in the top five, so... It might be a little tight, but everybody's talking John Rahm this year. Everybody's talking Justin Thomas. I'm sorry, but Deej, du- Dustin Johnson, has looked not great whatsoever this year. I, literally off the map. Then you got Scheffler, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa. Kepka's looked decent, but he's kind of fallen off as we've hit the weekend here in the last couple tournaments. And then you bump right into Morikawa, McIlroy, Shoffley, and Spieth. I mean... I'm more interested in looking at Shoffley, plus 390 at a top 5 finish. Spieth at plus 400 at a top 5 finish. I could get down with Cam Smith, the way he's been putting lately, the way he has his short game on. You know you need that at Augusta, plus 270. JT, plus 240 is always worth a shot at uh, a top 5 finish. So if you hear those names, I mean, and you're thinking you want to do just a little sprinkle across the board, uh, uh, top 5, check it out. But trip on this, top 10 you still think, I think Justin Thomas finishes in the top 10, and that's at plus 110. You, you, you're getting extra, you're still getting plus odds for crying out loud. Like, what they the value they give you on these is just bar none, and people do not take the time. They just look at the outright winners just instantaneously. Oh, got to go to the outright winners, got to make sure we look at that. But the 5 and the tens, the top 10s, the top 20s are going to have crazy, crazy, crazy value. And even these top 20s, even if you think um, somebody like Daniel Berger, plus 130 Tiger Woods finishes in the top 20 even if you like that Tiger Woods finished in the top uh top 20 plus uh 130 even if you think Tiger comes back huge huge outing but he slips towards the end plus 280 to have a top 10 finish I mean how can you not want to get involved with some of that so just wanted to provide a little bit of perspective on some of the stuff that I've kind of looked at and some of the things that I've been able to take value or, or advantage of rather from a, a gambling perspective because obviously everybody wants to get involved when it's the big tournaments and stuff like that. So I uh, just kind of wanted to give you a little additional value there. So there you go. There's my thoughts on, uh, on everything 2022 Masters. Uh, moving it right along. UFC 273 is this weekend, my friends. Uh, my blog will be coming out On Friday night uh, to all subscribers, Saturday morning to the general public, maybe just Friday night to everybody. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, But I also want to tell you guys, had one hell of a conversation about UFC 273 on Wise Words Season 3, Episode 4 with the legendary... Andrew McInnes, if you are listening. Uh, If uh, you are watching live, you just found out who it is. Uh, You found out earlier on in the show if you were tuned in, too. So a little bit of a teaser for you there. We talked all things. He is actually the number one wager talk handicapper since 2021 on 5% uh, bankroll plays in UFC. So he knows his shit just like I know my shit. We had an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation, um, everything around UFC. We started at the first, uh, literally popped it up on the screen. Started the first fight, worked, worked all, all the way up, and then even got into more UFC rabbit holes. So, make sure you tune into that, uh, and then stay tuned. I'll let you know when the old blog is coming out. Now, some interesting shit I'm going to talk about here in a second. Let me take a sip. Oh, that's good. Mm. I love, I love coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Wow, wow. I don't know what I did before I drank that stuff. Wow, I love coffee. Okay. Um so, PFL, the uh the PFL right now, they had uh, a little bit of a uh a betting issue. So, you know the PFL championships, all that shit. There was a fight card this past Friday and through one way or another Somehow there was like suspicious activity with crazy line movement and this that and the third to where Some commission that keeps track of all this stuff and see me I'm not I'm not the smartest uh, the brightest bowl in the 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 bowl drawer, you know But uh, but I'm trying to describe this in layman's terms here um, Basically they flagged this because all these lines were moving it turns out that this fight card was pre-taped on March the 25th and it just happened this past Friday. So that would have been, it was pre-taped on, um, two, so two weeks ago and so it was on the 1st. These bets were coming out on the 1st and it was, the card actually happened on the 25th and it was pre-taped. So they saw these line movements and basically everybody knew what was happening. Like everybody had the drop. Everybody was cashing tickets. But some people didn't. Some people didn't know that's what was going on. Like, some people just, like... They just bet like they bet and did what they did. And, like, they saw a movement. And like, damn, that underdog shouldn't have moved like that. Like, holy shit, let me take that value. They all cash out. Come to find out that they get these red flags. Oh, my gosh, the security exchange. What, I don't know if it's the SEC or what. Like, who it was. But they flag it. Yo, this was pre-taped. This is um, whatever type of activity they were flagging it as. And now... All the people who had no idea and the people who did have an idea woke up the next morning the books took back all that money literally wiped all the accounts and literally have just like completely deleted this take all of that money put it in and like there's this whole open investigation and all this shit going on right now so the PFL is just like literally set to get started again like Kayla Harrison is about to be be back in primetime doing that I mean So it's a very weird time for PFL. Like I stumbled across this this morning. I got to do some more research on it. But basically like it looks like somehow people were rigging like delayed a week of actually airing the PFL in order to win some money because mm, nobody watches the PFL. How the hell will they ever know? Well, it was on the front page of the worldwide leader this morning. So holy shit. As more stuff uh, kind of rolls out for that, because I'm sure it will, I'll let you guys know. I don't have the full scoop on it. I just, like, it was, like, uh, 945, and I was like, ah, let's see what's going on in the world of MMA. And I wasn't even going to talk about anything MMA. And I was like, betting issue with fight card. And I was like, what the hell does this mean? Is this, like, oh, somebody got screwed for the last UFC card or something? And then I started reading into it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, 20 more paragraphs here. I need to be able to read this whole thing. But I just want to let you guys know, because blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Uh, speaking of blew my mind... Stefan Diggs uh signed a four-year 104 million dollar extension uh with the 104 million hundred 100- did I say that right four year 104 million dollar extension with the Buffalo Bills. Got 70 million guaranteed on that bad boy. So he just got paid. He stuck with Buffalo for the foreseeable future. So shout out to Stefan Diggs. Way to go get that bag. Uh Jose Ramirez got paid as well. I can't remember, um I can't remember when the heck he uh what, what he got paid. I just retweeted it this morning. Uh, but you can check that out on the TTL page. He just got paid this morning, so shout-out to Rammer. Um, outside of Dot, I'm trying to see if there's any do, 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 any breaking news. Y'all got any questions or anything as we're kind of wrapping up the show here? Uh, and you're watching, feel free to hop in the chat. More than welcome to. Uh, it's wide open. Anything, open floor, anything you guys got. If you're on Twitter and you've been commenting and you're wondering, like, Colt, why the fuck aren't you responding to me, bro? Like, I'm trying to comment on you. I'm trying to show you love. Because I can't see you. I can't see the Periscope comments. So please come over to YouTube. Please come over to Facebook. Drop something. I will be more than happy. I love connecting with you guys. I love answering questions. I love popping it up on the on the screen. I love building the TTL community. Please, please, please pop in. Ask anything you want. I love your questions. Nothing is off limits. Like, my goofy ass sits here and puts my face live in prime time. Like, there is no- I'm the one that's got to talk about it. You guys can just leave the doggone... T- t- whoa, 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 whoa. Who's going to judge you? You can just leave the freaking chat for crying out loud. So, hey, go ahead if you want to. I'm um, no pressure. I can't tell you what to do. Um, as I look through, nothing else really spectacular. Yeah, nothing really jumping off the board at me here that I can really see. Um, no uh, no late breaking news. So, there you go. There you have it, my friends. Um, everything for my Ransom Reactions. Okie doke artichokes. Uh, just a quick crypto corner today. Um, let's pop that up real quick just so we know what we're on. I I talked briefly about it yesterday, but I talked more about the project, um, the Kanoids project. Shout out to Kanoids. Love the hell out of you guys. Uh, I, they just, what a great group of human beings. Just like literally. And it's kind of what got me down on the community track. And like, I know I kind of started yesterday's corner with it, but I just kind of want to talk about it just briefly a little bit more. And like, like not only for people who like are coming to my crypto corner to learn about the NFT space and learn about some of the things I know, but also the people who are coming because they know me and they respect me in the space and just like want to hear my opinions. It's just for the both of you. Um, And it's, it's just really that community is so important to these. Like it is so damn important to these like it is it literally controls everything the direction the moves the team the thought processes the opinions of the project and the general public the floor price oh good grief we'll go down that fucking rabbit hole i mean it literally dictates everything you guys and if you don't have a strong community, if you don't, if you're involved in a project and, and you can't honestly say like, yeah, I got this community of people. Like I can just start naming people right now, left, right, and center that I, I like in the ether brews, like or in the typical tigers, like in that, those small communities are part of a bigger super community. Uh, I mean, you can start going down, uh, the zombie zebras, the zombie apes, uh, ape liquid, uh, the noids, the canoids and, and, uh, you could, I mean, just even you know, the funky flies. I mean, there's just, There's this group of human beings that are just a quality group of human beings and just see life from a different perspective. And I am so honored and blessed to be a part of it. But it's really so important. And it's made me just realize how important it is in life with everything. Like just having that community behind anything, man, is the only way anything survives. Like it's the only way anybody thrives in life with anything, whether like whatever you're chasing, whatever you're going after, like personal private uh, corporate not whatever the case might be like community is so damn important like if there's not people hyping and talking about a project then that project's just gonna die like if there's not people out there excited about stuff day in and day out regardless of what it is that project's gonna die because there's a million new projects minted every single damn day and those things are selling out or if people are thinking they can pump and dump them or hype and dipe, that's our new, hey, shout out hype and dipe, that's our new <laughs> new shit there uh, with the ether brews. Oh, shout out, hey, this episode of Colts Crypto Corner uh, is brought to you by those exact Ether Brews right there, pop you up in the screen there so you can see them. Visit them over at etherbrews.com, E-T-H-R-B-R-E-W-S.com, make yourself a brew, only .05 Ethereum plus gas here today. Gas is on the way back down, ladies and gentlemen, in case you were wondering as well, but... Community, um, and don't be afraid to be that light in the community, man. Don't be afraid to be the person that uh, that just is willing to say, "Yo, hey, send me. I wanna, I wanna build this community. I wanna make this. I wanna make this bigger. I wanna make this better because I believe in this project. I believe in this community." And, and really, if you if you see a project and there's just crickets, there's nowhere to be found. Like you, you just you gotta stop and you gotta pause and you gotta think about it and what you're doing so that's just kind of my two cents um i just kind of wanted to give some more perspective behind community and what i really meant by that and i didn't really go deep into it i just kind of talked about the k noise but like community is just so important i mean they literally like if you are a person who comes in and complains about floor price like you look at a floor price and oh my gosh it's 5.03 less than uh, than mint or blah blah whatever whatever you've all heard it like if you're a person like that like there's nothing the project or the founders can do about that. Like, the founders are not, like, taking NFTs and putting them on the floor for less than mint price. Like, there's nothing the fucking project can do. Like, like that's what I have just never understand. Like, who are you bitching to? Like, bitch to the community. Bitch to the paper hand dumbasses who are putting it on the floor for, for 100% less than what they actually bought it for. Like, just you use your brain. Like, it's literally the community runs... Everything and yeah, it does lie on the founders to 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 guide the ship and to to be able to 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 do these things and and, and execute on their roadmap and, and do what they say they're going to do, but they got to have that community behind them to to keep buying into the project, to keep doing the things and, and everything in between. So I don't want to ramble on too much. Obviously, you guys can and kind of dive into it. I didn't want to do anything crazy for the crypto corner day because I've been shouting out some projects. Did some pretty heavy lifting on uh, Monday and and Tuesday. Um, and or Monday or Friday, Monday, at least I guess started the week off pretty heavy. So I just kind of wanted Wednesday to kind of be a little lighter one. And then maybe tomorrow we'll talk about the secondary market a little bit. Open sea, just, uh, there's, there's some things like people always popping in like, Oh my gosh, I can't see it. what the hell happens. Like just go to your activity and check it, right? Like there's just little things like just alleviate some stresses when you go to mint. Cause right. It is the wild West. Sometimes it's going to be weird. Sometimes it's going to be goofy. So We'll see what that's all about tomorrow, but there you go, there you have it, my Crypto Corner, brought to you by the EtherBrews, minting at EtherBrews.com, E-T-H-R-B-R-E-W-S dot com. Okay, my friends, officially the Crypto Corner. Let's wrap it up, get on up, and get on out with my Motivation Minutes. So... Uh, just kind of wanted to give some new perspective on uh, being successful, finding success in your life, and uh, just kind of give you my definition of success and um, share just a little perspective on some things that I heard. And when I'm talking about success in this instance, my friends, let me get a quick sip here. Ah, excuse me. When I'm talking about success in this instance, what I'm talking about is not material items, is not physical possessions, is not... Wealth is not any of that shit. Um, I'm talking internally. I'm talking much deeper definition of success here. And if you were around at the beginning of the show or or, or right here at the second half when I talked about it too, my definition is of success is three words, and it is hung or, uh, happy, healthy, and hungry. Happy, healthy, and hungry. Now, how can you be all of those? What? That's all right. I got some perspective for you. Don't worry. The three H's. Now, first is happy, like. If you get up every morning and you don't have a pit in your stomach about doing what you're doing on a day-to-day, you're successful. If you wake up every morning and you can simply be grateful and happy for your eyes opening up, you got another day sucking air, you have no ailments, you can simply be grateful for that, then you're happy, you're successful, you're checking that box. So what about healthy? I just said it you don't have any ailments, you don't have to visit the doctor, you don't have to go to uh, some consistent treatment like so many people in this world do, like so many diseases, you're healthy, we're still living in a pandemic, you are able to survive through COVID, you're able, I mean, there's so much from that perspective, so you can be happy and also realize you're healthy and combine those two, that's real success. Happy, healthy, now hungry. Now, this isn't the tummy grumbling, I need to go hit a buffet because I'm starving five plates type stuff. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking you've unlocked a hunger in your life that nothing is ever good enough anymore. Once you get to one mountaintop, you see another peak off in the distance, you want to go find that one and figure that one out you literally want to figure out the answer to everything you are hungry for more in everything you do and regardless of what you are doing you realize that there are no failures and there are no obstacles simply opportunities to continue fighting pushing learning and growing and when you're hungry that's when i truly think you're successful happy healthy hungry is my true definition of success the three h's happy, healthy, hungry, and I think if you are those three things, I truly believe you are successful in this life, and I heard three more things uh, a couple days ago, uh, going through some videos, I tell you, I get into Instagram reels, or YouTube videos, or YouTube, all that, whatever the hell it might be, and, and I just kind of find some compilations of things, and I stumble upon something, holy shit, you got to talk about that, so I heard this, uh, this guy was talking about, he said, you, you want to be successful in life, there's three things that you need to start doing, number one, is change your mindset you don't get in life what you want you get in life what you are so <laughs> whoo, hey yeah hit me again you don't get in life what you want you get in life what you are so literally what you are to others what you Give out into this world what I said yesterday, what you allow yourself to consume, what you allow yourself to be is exactly where you will find yourself in in this life. And if you are not happy, healthy, hungry, if you are not checking those boxes, then maybe it's time to change your mindset. Maybe it's time to stop worrying about impressing everyone else. Maybe it's time to stop worrying about going out and spending hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of dollars every single week. And maybe it's time to stop, as soon as you get off work, um, going and playing video games and bitching and moaning, complaining that your life isn't going anywhere. Instead of using your free time to create a a business, build a blog, start a journal, whatever the case might be, and further your life. If you want to be successful, it's time to change change your mindset and one of the first things i mentioned there is actually number two you want to be successful in this life start practicing oqp oqp stands for only quality people you want to be successful in this life you need to start surrounding yourself with them point blank period 20 to 30 percent of your life's gross income will be made around the people that you are closely surrounded with it is a firm blank point period fact Point blank period fact. To say that correctly, my friends, you have to surround yourself with people who are willing to challenge you, people who are willing to argue with you, people who are willing to tell you that your opinion sucks, tell you their opinion, and you guys can come together in the middle to move mountains and figure out and solve the world's problems. Those are the type of people that you should be surrounding yourselves with, not the type of people that are worried about impressing everybody else on fucking social media or at the club on Saturday or at brunch on Sunday or whatever the case it might be. You name the Situation, you can think of the situation. You're smart, you're not dumb. You want to be successful in this life, start practicing OQP. And the final, number three, and it's so powerful. It is so powerful, my friends. Number three, you want to be successful in this life, develop your communication skills. Point blank, period, develop your communication skills. If you're scared of getting up and talking in public, bullshit. Work on it. If you are scared of being in a group of people and sharing your opinion because of judgment, bullshit, just let it out. If you are confused or worried that maybe your opinion is not worth value or not worthwhile, bullshit, let them hear it. Do not keep your thoughts, your opinions, your communication skills inside because, my friends, once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. And if you do not have that knife sharpened when that blade opens, my friends, I promise you, it will only put you farther down in a rut. It will not get you to the levels that you need to get. If you want to be successful in this life, you got to practice your communication skills. Those three things, my friends, are some things that all of us can do simply. I can even sharpen my skills in some of those things. I can... Move and adjust to lead a more successful life. I can try and be more happy, healthy, and hungry. How can I add more things to make me happier? How can I do more things for me to make me healthier? How can I start changing my mindset and living in a way where everything I do, I am hungry for more? How can I find that success in my life? I hope you were able to find some perspective here. I hope you were able to want to start finding success in your life here today, my friends. Remember, you have the ability to. Don't ever forget that so oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains and we never even know we have the key. If you're an Eagles fan, you know where that comes from, but it's so damn powerful. Unlock that lock, drop your chains, and start living a successful life, my friends. And that does it for my motivation minutes. Of the day. Okay, my friends. That is officially episode number 255 of the Talkin' the Line podcast. If you are watching on YouTube or if you are not, I suggest... Excuse me. I suggest you head on over there uh, here in but now uh, 47 short minutes from now the Wise Words Podcast season 3 episode number 4 will be dropping on YouTube you can check that out be sure to stop by uh, featuring the legendary Mr. Andrew McInnes we talked all things NHL uh, all things UFC north of the border life advice everything all in between that's my boy we had one hell of an episode so be sure you tune into that hit that subscribe button that notification bell so you don't miss the drop as soon as it drops on YouTube it'll be available on all All major podcast directories immediately following that. Uh, So if you want to see it on your favorite platform or listen to it on your favorite platform, just visit TalkingTheLine.com slash wise dash words dash podcast. And hey, check out the other tabs and everything while you're there too. TalkingTheLine.com. Well, my friends, that's all I got for today. I uh, hope you hit that subscribe button. I hope you hit that notification bell. I hope you like. I hope you share. I hope everything in between. I hope I was able to uh, give you a little bit of a mental vacation uh, today because uh, I tell you what, you guys allow, uh, allow me to do that. You allow me to uh, share my insights, my analysis, and just have some fun every single day and, and live a happy, healthy, hungry life. Thank you for allowing me to be successful. Thank you for allowing me to, to seriously chase to, to, to pursue, to, to prove to others, to be a light to others that, that it is possible to chase your passions, your goals, everything. It is possible. You don't have to be scared. And when people tell you that you're doing less than you can just crank up the volume. When people tell you your light is shining too bright, you can just turn that son of a bitch up, go invest in a couple LEDs and say, Hey, who's sucking this thing today? It's pretty simple, my friends. And I just, I, I thank you for allowing me to do that. Thank you so much for allowing me to take your time, your energy, and, and, and just share my insights, and, and, and share me, share me with you, because this is the real me, and I've never been able to be more real in my entire life, and I thank you guys for allowing me to do that. So, as per usual, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, For myself, you're humbled. Honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton, and Colt Soroka, I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, like I already said, sharing your time, your energy with me, your likes, your views, your shares, your subscriptions, your retweets, your comments, everything you guys do, I see it, and from the bottom of my heart, it means the world to me. It allows me to continue to show up every single day and continue to find new ways to bring new lights to sports gambling who knows, maybe, just maybe, I might be out there trying to find a correlation with NFTs and sports gambling, and maybe, just maybe, I found some correlations, and maybe, just maybe, I've made some serious connections who see the same vision in the NFT space and the correlations I do, but again, I'm not a sports gambling guy, I'm just an NFT guy, so there you go, my friends, play chess while they're all playing checkers, it's fine, fuck them, at the end of the day, that's my humble opinion, but... Thank you so much. You start living that mindset. Start living to give them the blaze the fucking mindset. Because that's what we're doing here. That's what we're building at the TTL pod. And that's what it's all about. Because we are building a legion of changed mindset 2% individuals who are ready to run through brick walls and cash tickets at the same damn time. So my friends, I hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday. Unless you have any other plans. You need some vibes? You got a case of the midweek blues? It's okay. Hop in my DMs. I got your back. I'll drop something for you. Don't you worry. I got your back as well. DMs are always open. You lean on me when you're not strong. I'll always be your friend. But for now, I'll be your betting friend. Make sure you lock any best bets that I get uh, hammered in today or or dish out tomorrow for sure because we're back in action with the MLB. Make sure you come back around the bend tomorrow because it's opening day, baby! And we're cashing tickets for the next 162 games straight. So without further ado, as per usual, have a spectacular day, my friends. And let's cash some tickets.